Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, our fan-sided partnership is starting this week, so we'll have more details about that. And check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm restarting starting nine this week. A lot of Dolphins coverage. I've been out there recently, so we'll get you some football coverage, Canes, Dolphins, and more. And yes, you guys will drag me into talking about some heat, I'm sure. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. We're going to talk about an article that Brady wrote for FiveReasonsSports.com. So make sure that you're checking that out. We do not have a paywall. We do not believe in charging you to read. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, at PrizePicks.com or the Google App Store or the Apple app store. You can do that as well. It's actually the Google play store. Um, Prize picks of course is our official fantasy sponsor because they're the easiest to use. We love them. Um, they're, they're legal. That's also helpful. Use that code five, get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. NFL season is starting. Yes. The preseason stuff. If you are total degenerate, this is the time for you. Greg is pointing to himself. Go to prize picks. We're going to start up prize picks on five on the YouTube channel as well. Make sure you're using that code F I V E. And now we're all back. Today's episode. Down the yeah. uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. He's going to be nice enough to edit out my beginning because I don't want to mention that after the show. So make sure you go back through it afterwards. Also, Greg Sylvander, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander and Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. Brady and Alex were playing basketball on the beach today. I was not. All right, here's what we're going to do, though. We are going to play off of Brady's article, but we're going to do most of that in the second part of the episode. This is a Victor Oladipo episode. Greg and I are going to start here because both of us have a little bit of intel from conversations that we've had with people in and out of the organization. And and I'll start here. The Heat are putting a lot on Victor Oladipo this year. That is the big change from last year. Uh, Last year was kind of like, okay, we'll see when he gets healthy. January, February, March, we're kind of playing with those dates. We'll see what he looks like. No, no. They're paying him more this time by a lot. Okay, even if it's only for one year but they're also counting on him a lot more. Um, They are counting on him in a lot of ways to be a major difference maker for them that they may not end up getting in the trade or free agency season. And as we know, it's looking more likely that they're not going to get anybody of great significance in the trade or free agency season, because they're going to keep this thing open 
for Kevin Durant as long as they possibly can. And that may go into the season or into the trade deadline, or it may never end up happening. And so my, my guess is what's going to end up happening is the team you see now is probably the team that's going to go into the season for the most part, maybe a tweak or two if they can. And that essentially that hole at the four is probably going to get addressed at the trade deadline. If I had to guess, that's probably what's going to happen. But they are counting on Victor Oladipo to be a core player. And it doesn't mean he's a starter necessarily, although Greg's going to get into that in a second. But it, mean, it means that they are tilting in a different direction. We've talked about this. They want to have more offensive punch this year. They know that Vic can defend. They've seen it already. They believe he's going to be healthy now. But they believe that offensively he can give them something now as he gets more in tune with his body and with his teammates that they didn't have last season. Every conversation I've had with Heat officials, high-up Heat officials, about the idea of running it back. And they don't like the way that we've characterized this. I can tell you, a lot of them don't, okay? At the highest levels, okay? They mention Vic. They're, they're, you guys are not accounting for Oladipo. I've been told, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that, that we think he's going to be a different player this year. So a lot of this episode is going to be about, do you believe in Victor Oladipo to be a significant contributor? Because they are counting on him, maybe not to be all-star Vic, but to be a high-level player for them this year that they can count on. We're going to get to Brady's article in a second and let Alex and Brady break down the X's and O's. But, Greg, what have you heard? I mean, to echo a lot of what you said, this is an interesting moment where um, if things, if the roster is this exact core going into the season, Tyler Hero has a perfect opportunity to slot in uh, as a starter as we all know that he, that's what he wants to do. And Victor Oladipo, I mean, let's get back to back six men of the year. Right. But uh, the, the thing that I've consistently heard that I think is really interesting is that the, the staff loves the idea of these guys, Oladipo hero with, with things to prove with careers to get on track with careers to ascend. Everybody has different scenarios, but they're going to compete. And the idea of those guys coming into a training camp, you know, Pat Riley alluded to bring it to camp if you want to start. I think that they love the idea of Oladipo and Hero uh, squaring up in that scenario, the competitiveness around it. And the thing with Oladipo that I keep coming back to is that if he can play at the defensive level consistently and then with the drives and things that he does to get rim pressure, those are two elements that I think that they can really connect with with this group. And it could be a really big deal that we're not talking enough about. But for now, for me, I think that that hero Oladipo training camp battle will be fun. Ultimately, I think hero wins out. But that that is the. Uh, the toughest matchup we'd say probably on the entire roster. Yeah. And again, after the break, we'll get into some of the specifics of them playing together. And I want Brady to start with that. I just want to add one thing before we break, which is that I have reported that they are basically counting on Tyler to start, but that's not inconsistent with Greg's information. Essentially they want Victor to push him <laughs> that, that that's where they're at. And they feel like they have the perfect guy to push him because they ha he, he has a completely different skill set than Tyler does. Um, at, at, you know, on the defensive end, for sure, we know that, but also just the way he approaches things. And he has a pedigree. Now, Tyler has a pedigree. Tyler is a, is a minted six-man of the year, right, who we still believe is going to get an extension here at some point. Victor would have gotten huge extensions if he'd been healthy. 
So they, they see this as, as, as that type of competition, but I have reported before that of the things that Tyler's caught in the middle of, which is one, will he be traded? Two, will he get that extension? And three, will he start? I've been told consistently, and I reported this a couple of weeks ago, the starting is the thing not to worry about. That they ultimately believe he will be the starter, but they want Victor to give him hell. I think that's kind of where this is exactly. at. Exactly. That's and, perfectly said. And, and I think that he believes he's ready for it. All right, we're going to get to Brady's article here in a second. I'm going to let Alex chime in here on it as well. Greg and I are going to be quiet. Uh, make sure you're going to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's our product code, 5RSN, the number 5RSN. Get 25% off premium CBD. That's the tincture, the gummies, the sports cream, all that good stuff at therapistpreferred.com. We got a ton of orders using that code. So people are using it. They're renewing it. They like it. They'll get it out to you quickly. Usually comes within a week. Uh, Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. Also, also, if you need recovery of a different kind, you got to reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida. They're here for you 24 hours a day. Water damage, mold damage, fire damage, all that great stuff. Well, it's it's not great stuff. It's great stuff when they fix it. Uh, 60 <laughs> I was still on the therapist preferred ad. I'm a little out of practice. 60 years of combined experience. Michael Robert and the team, third generation contractors in South Florida. They're based in Boca. They can serve the entire area. I always tell this story because one of the things I respect about these guys is they were going to do a job at uh, my family's house and they just didn't think it was the job for them. And they didn't want to charge if they didn't think they could do it right. They do believe that they can do almost all the jobs, right? And you should reach out to them. But that kind of honesty these these days is appreciated. So reach out to watercleanupoflorida.com or call Michael on his personal cell at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz. They got the guts. But who had the guts more, Brady or Alex, on the basketball court today? That's yeah, the let's question we need to open the segment with. We're gonna do a breakdown. We got to do a Brady's breakdown on his own play. Um, let, let's. Like let's my mouth shut. No, Alex, you characterized him as a Tyler Hero clone. No, I did not say that. I said he's a Hooper, and that the comparisons are stronger than I thought. Well, there you go, Brady. I, I, I'm gonna say that he could have used him in the playoffs as a drop killer for sure. And if the question is between me and him, I mean, it's an easy one. I mean, Brady was killing out there. So, Brady, um, we're going to get a breakdown of Tropical Blanket. I mean, there was no film, so we can't we can't really confirm here. But you don't know there was no film there. You, there might have been. You're right. You're right. Ethan was in the corner just videoing <laughs> but with his blurred camera. Nobody's <laughs> going to know if I was what I was doing out there. No, but Alex is the spot up threat. He can, he can get to the rim. He provides rim pressure like I can give a breakdown on that, too. So we're going to do a beach thing, I think, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, I ran into some folks this week who are going to cater this thing. So I actually I want I actually want to give them um, I want to I want to give it a little bit. of I want to give them a little bit of love here because we're going to we're going to do some kind of a beach event. Um, I'm just coaching. I'm not doing anything else. Coach Coach Sco, as my friend Chandel calls me, that's that's basically what we're going to be doing here. But uh, Brady and Alex will get involved in others. We're going to fill you in more about this. But I do want to thank our friends over at Local Moco who promised they're going to cater this and they're big fans of five on the floor. And, uh, and yes, Alex will be holding uh, Eric Spolster and myself accountable, but let Brady, let's get to your article here because um, you had the thankless task of looking through, was it 93 minutes of 
Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and Jimmy Butler sharing the court, right? It was 97, but who was counting, you know? But uh, basically, okay. uh, basically, there's a couple of things to look through here. Like, first of all, there was 97 minutes and all were in the postseason. Uh, and it's funny because I don't think we really caught on to this at, as it was happening, but, like, they basically went to that throughout the entire playoff run. Like, they basically said, we're going to put these three on the floor uh, and just try it and see what happens. In the first round against the Hawks, uh, it was a little bit slower, but they got to it. In the Philly series, it really worked. And the Boston series, a little bit tougher to get to the rim and create movement, so there was issues there. But in terms of regular season, uh, there's definitely some things I can translate over. Uh, I think the first thing is – the biggest thing is like movement. Like when you look at those minutes, like if they are moving, it's a real threat in the half court. Like the issue is that there's times when Tyler and, and all the deeper off the ball, watching Jimmy run pick and roll. And it's just, there's not going to do that. Like the point of putting three creators on the floor is to not treat them like spot up threats. Like that's basically the entire po point of doing it. Uh, and then the thing becomes the simple stuff like spot up shooting. Like, is it going to be Tyler and Depot being confident, comfortable, very good spot-up shooters in the corner. Like, if they can do that, that elevates it even more. Uh, but something that was interesting was, like, they – if I had the numbers, it was 107 offensive rating and 111 defensive rating when Jimmy, Tyler, and Depot shared the floor. With Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh Tyler's kind of advanced metrics were kind of very down in the postseason. So a lot of those numbers are a little weird anyway, but if you add bam to those three, it shoots up to a 121 offensive rating. And if you watch what was happening, it completely aligns there. Like the way they use bam in those minutes was completely different than the way they used like when he was off, uh, they played him much higher. They played him above the break. And as I showed in that article, there was just plenty of plays where all they did was just shoot those type of guys like Tyler and Debo off the wings and they had easy backdoor cuts. They used Tyler as a guy as a threat. Uh, as we saw in the Philly and Atlanta series, they were so worried about him that there was plenty of times where two shot his way and Jimmy's back door wide open for an easy dunk. Like Bam is kind of the bridge to this working. If we think about it like that, which ideally those are four of your better players. I think ideally you'd want those four on the, on the floor together, be able to play together late in games. Uh, but I think that's just an intriguing kind of addition there. Uh, and if I throw in one more player that was just very intriguing, was you add those four with an extra shooter, which in this case was Max Struess, it jumps up to a 132 offensive rating and a 95 defensive rating. Like that lineup with those five was very good in the postseason. It was limited, but it was very good because you have a true shooter who can throw around the entire court, run around, throw a def defense off with a defender chasing, and you just have three true creators that could possibly do stuff on the ball. So I just think it's interesting. Like when we talk about not making an addition, like first of all, say, we keep saying like running it back without minus PJ, like technically if we're talking regular season, they are running it back minus PJ, but plus Depot, like they didn't have Depot last regular season. So technically we could say that. Uh, and the last thing I'll throw on there is paint touches were like the most important thing. The issue is when they're just sitting around the top of the key, swinging around the ball and nothing's being created when they're getting rip pressure on the rim, getting two feet in the paint, kicking, 
Like that's where I think this stuff can really work. Can it be done consistently throughout a regular season? Cause those are the questions. It could be done throughout a specific run. We saw that in the playoffs, but consistency will be the problem. Uh, so it'll just be interesting to see how they handle it. But I am very confident that they'll run this lineup out. Like we can have these discussions about who starts Tyler Depot, but I think them playing together, being able to play together is more important than who starts where, like being able to have a true uh, kind of death lineup or a closing lineup that could do stuff on both ends and have multiple creators. Like that's the ideal way to go about this. So uh, I think we could probably have more of a discussion about the closing lineup, but I guess than the starting line. All right. A couple things here. And then I want to go to Alex on this. Um, first thing, when you mentioned drive and kick, it kind of brings back memories of the 16, 17 season when that's pretty much all they ran with, uh, with waiters and, and Dragic, And they had a lot of success with that. Uh, the second thing is when you're talking about these lineups, we're basically talking about Jimmy at the four. I mean, I, I suppose not going to want to characterize it, but whether she, I mean, Bam's going to be in there, right? So we're talking about the fifth is really Lowry or Struess, or I guess if he's still here, Robinson. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at for, for spacing. Um, and you mentioned the lineups were good with Struess, but this is about, Alex getting their five best players on the floor consistently. I, that has been said to me a lot. In fact, the term we want the right five on the floor on there trademark five reasons sports network. Um, Alex, I, I guess, what do you, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And who should be playing with them? Uh, let's throw bam in there with the three of them, because we know that's going to happen. Who's the fifth. Oh yeah. Bam's a clear one. I think Vic also has a natural chemistry with bam as a roller and i think he's one who um who tends to look for the roller as a playmaker so i think them getting going together is definitely a part of this but as far as this lineup together um i like i said i think you go either way with kyle or max and i think as long as you have an extra shooter out there who you feel good about you can make it happen man like i think these are the types of lineups that they're gonna need to hit especially in the playoffs right because like we mentioned before that's probably when they lean more into the Jimmy at the four stuff if they don't, you know, get another starter by then. And I think once you get into that point, like these are the exact types of lineups you need to work out. I think you get, you need lineups where not only are your best players on the floor, but it's also like these are all the guys who can make plays with the ball in their hands, right? Even if you don't have Kyle on the floor there. Like I just think the variations work out. You have, uh, you know, a good amount of spacing. You have multiple guys who can make plays with the ball. And a lot of times it can sound better in theory than it does, you know, in practice. And I think the onus is on Oladipo to show that, you know, he can be a good offensive fit around those guys. I think the onus is on them as a unit, like Freddie was talking about, to move around a lot and uh, to try not to, you know, get into the my turn, your turn stuff and to constantly be in motion because I think it really helps them out when they're doing that. And, you know, I don't know. It's not going to be something that I think is an easy fit right away, but I do think it's something that if they try to, you know, work it out a little bit throughout the season, get that unit some reps, I think that's a, you know, it could be a really nice weapon for them in the playoffs, especially if Vic, I think, has a a better offensive year than he did uh, in the playoffs there, where I think he had an awesome defensive playoffs. And then offensively, it was very up and down. Like he had some okay games here and there. But, you know, he ended up in the 20s and three-point percentage and 30s and field goal percentage, right? And I know those are some of the basic ones, but just in general, um, I think the onus is on Vic and the fact that the Heat are talking so highly about him makes me feel pretty good about his progress and about his ability to run the second unit by himself and also, you know, to get going in some of these lineups that we haven't necessarily seen him get going in yet. 
All right, Greg and I are going to take turns asking questions here of the two of you. Okay, that's that's how I want to do this. So let me ask you this, because this is the stuff that's going to come up from fans on this. Okay, so number one, you look at that unit and it's small. I mean, just off the top. I mean, Bam's small to begin with. You got Jimmy at the four. Uh, Let's throw, let's say Lowry. Okay, then you're really small. You've got you got Vic, Tyler, and Kyle. They want Kyle to get smaller, obviously. like how are they going to rebound? I think the big thing is something I was saying earlier was I think they're going to be forced into playing more drop this season in, in general. Like me and Alex have been talking about this, that if they're going to be forced to play smaller and go three guard lineups, you cannot have Kyle Lowry and Tyler hero boxing out down low off a of switch. Like that can't happen. And then you're taking away PJ Tucker. Let's just say Kayla Martin's a spot starter he doesn't have the same ability to size up that PJ Tucker does. Like he just doesn't. And I think that's where it comes down to. They're going to have, they're going to have to play more drop. You're going to have to rely on Bam to kind of be that sealer. Uh, you have, there's still, their guards are decent rebounders. Like I think deep, you, they trust Depot and Tyler enough to crash, but it's still not a big lineup. And the other thing I'll say is unless you're playing Milwaukee, Boston, like a Cleveland, like there's not a ton of big teams in this league. Like, I feel like we should say that too. Like there's, those teams are going to be problems on the glass. But I think there, there's going to be these other teams that they can kind of be just fine with. But I will say that I think as much as fans may hate the small lineups, I think we're going to see them at some this season. Like, I really think three-guard lineups are going to be used. I think it's, it's going to be even worse where it's Kyle, Gabe, Depot, like stuff like that. I think they're going to go really small at times just to try stuff out. Alex, Tyler Hero shot 39.9% from three. Oladipo shot 41.7% from three. Granted, it was in the eight ball games. Who shoots better from three next season? That's an interesting question because I think just off the virtue of Tyler getting an increased role, assuming that he starts, I'm sure he's going to get plenty of uh, threes there as somebody playing off of Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle. So just in general, obviously, he takes a lot more jumpers than, than Depot does or at least has. Um, since Depot has been here, right? I think we're assuming also that Depot is going to have a little bit of an increased load on the ball. So I think that also means some more pull-up threes for Vic because he's someone who has um, kind of gone to that end of a shot clock before. Not necessarily something that you want him to do all the time, but I'm just trying to, you know, answer the question here. I think there's a good shot Vic can have. I mean, if Vic has a higher three-point percentage than Tyler, that's a good thing, but it would definitely be on lower volume. And I think... If Tyler has a higher three-point percentage than Vic, that's probably, I think, the more expected thing at this point, right? Even though he's going to be on higher volume, I think he's going to have plenty of times where he's going to be on and off ball. I think I just think he's the better shooter. It's not very close. But it's a good question because I think Vic is going to have um, a pretty good role, you know, where it comes to getting easy catch-and-shoot stuff. So I, I think the question is, um, you know, is one where it's a little bit tougher to answer than you, than you might think just because Tyler's the better shooter. All right, I got one more, and then Greg's got one more here. So if if Vic ends up off the bench, what is the fit, uh, Brady, between him and Gabe Vincent? I mean, that's an ideal backup kind of bench backcourt. Like, that is ideal. Like, talking about point of attack defense, like, maybe you may, you may worry in the starting lineup about Kyle and Tyler upholding that, and I think Kyle and Tyler could get beat sometimes point of attack, and that's why I think ties into the last answer that Bam should – kind of be used and drop a little bit more you are not going to have that issue off the bench like offensively we could talk about the things I think I like the the fit offensively because 
Gabe can play off the ball very well. Then he became a very good spot up shooter and he's going using the corner. He can use in different sets uh, where Depot is going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Like he's going to be in the Tyler role of last season, essentially. Like that's kind of what I imagine. Uh, but that is a pretty, let's just even say that Caleb's not the starter. Like if you can have Caleb off the bench with that group too, like it's just a lot of defense, but I think Caleb does end up starting at the four kind of for some games. Uh, Cause you probably need a little bit more offensive creation next to those two in spacing, but I like to fit with those two. Like, I think that's a solid bench in general. If you could have those two at point of attack uh, and kind of just mixing in everything. And then let's just say, I, I personally think Yurtsevin is the backup big this year over Deadman. They plug a lot of holes there, point of attack, not leading into the funnel at Yurt all the time. Like that kind of helps him out as well. So I think it's a decent fit when you talk about second units. All right. The final question. How do you think Victor Oladipo? So this is for Alex, obviously. Alex, to close out the show, uh, tell me about Vic, Victor Oladipo and his fit around Kevin Durant. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I'm not even worried about that at all. Like, I just think that would make things so much easier on Vic, right? Like, he he would still be the sixth man. I think Tyler would definitely be out in that scenario. And I'm, you know, if you have Jimmy. KD and Bam, it's hard to worry about too much else, right? Just, just from there, right? But if you're just talking about Vic's fit specifically with KD, definitely not worried about it. Like, I just think he's going to get easy shots off of KD. Um, you know, with Tyler out of there, he's going to have probably an even bigger on-ball load off the bench if he's not playing with some of those guys there. Like, hey, man, it that, that fit is not an issue. This is the biggest sunshine pumping I've ever seen at the end of an episode. What is his fit next to Brady Hall on Fort Lauderdale Beach? All right. Thanks to everybody for listening today. Like I said, we're back. You're going to hear more episodes coming up. Also, we got to get back on Off the Floor. Uh, Subscribe to Off the Floor. We're doing top five lists. Um, We're going to do one about the – if you could design one final play with – particular players involved in my media history, what would you design? So we're doing that on our off the floor feed. We're going to do an episode on it this week. We're also going to do an episode on the most frustrating players in Miami heat history. That was suggested to me by a listener. I have to, I got to remember who it was, but I like that one. Alex super cool is going to get mentioned here. All right. Check out our sponsors, therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN prize picks. Use the code five F I V E water cleanup of Florida. If you got the schmutz, They got the guts. Good to be back. We'll be back all week. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.